0: I'm not saying I'm going to be the next Oprah of travel, but what I look at it as is I run a business. It just happens to be in the travel industry. Hey,
1: travel advisors. You are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level, and all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors, Welcome to the next chapter of The Travel Industry.
2: everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Biz CEO podcast with Kinship Travel Academy. I'm really excited to be here today with Courtney Nichols. She is an awesome travel agent slash I'm going to call her my ideal vision in my head of what a Travel Biz CEO is. (laughs) When I talk to her, it was last week we were talking about some of the plans she has for her business and I was just thinking to myself the whole time wow this lady gets it she is she's brilliant she's on fire she's got great ideas she's got good plans um, and so I basically wanted to just talk to her to get inside her mind to let you all hear what it what a travel biz CEO sounds like what's going on in her mind. And <laughs> if you're okay with us, just like picking your brain, Courtney, and letting people get it up inside there. Um, but we're going to, you know, I'm going to ask her a few questions. I'd love for her to just take me where she wants to go with this because really it's all about getting inside her mind. So <laughs> thank you for joining us, Courtney. And Let's start off, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about how you got started in the travel industry, why a travel agency, that kind of.
0: Yeah, so I'm a newbie. I'll say that um, I started my business in 2017 after like a couple of pushes and nags of my parents' travel advisor. So she helped me plan my destination wedding. And she was like, Courtney, you really need to do this. And I'm like, uh, in millennial fashion, like nobody <laughs> uses them. Like, I think the last person who talked to me about a travel agent is my grandma to book all her 15 cruises and <laughs> she's pulling our, you know, AAA thing. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. She's like, you really need to consider. She's like, you have the network. You would be really good. Like, I'm like, I don't know. But after a couple of years, what, that had to be like three or four years later, I had moved. So I had moved five times in the last nine years for everybody who doesn't know, which probably don't. My husband's a college basketball. So college basketball coach. I'm like, he's not Mm -hmm. a ball, but um, (laughs) we moved so much. So like I had moved every year for like the past five years. And at that point I was like, I'm not looking for a job. I'm not applying for another job. Like the jobs I want, they're not going to hire me because they're you, you know, like you we're going to leave. And then like whatever so then I kind of circle back and like let me give this a try like what's the worst that could happen and so travel bash was born that's how it came to be
2: love it and it's it's so cool how you describe your grandma and her AAA. like I think most of us have that vision of what a travel agent is or at least our generation I'm a millennial too yeah. until we really started getting into it and understanding what a travel agent can be so I'd love to hear a little bit about your your actual business. Like what, yeah. a little bit more about your business model.
0: Okay, so Travel Bash started as kind of, it was a full service travel agency, but I focused on Destination when and Honeywood. That was my primary, like romance travel and all that. And I quickly learned like, oh no, this is a no-go. Like <laughs> <laughs> I need to expand. But then at the same time, I was realizing to come in the industry and have all these wedding groups like your first year is kind of one of those things that doesn't really happen or at least mm-hmm. at the time my hostages are like usually you know what I mean like if you book two or three child, or you do that like you're it takes in, a lot in, longer in, exactly and yeah. I was finding like 80 percent of my clientele were coming from like two or three wedding groups so then I'm like okay they would do like they would say hey I know you plan such and such this wedding but can you do like a girlfriend's getaway or can you do so I'm like Hmm, so people are actually asking because my whole thing or my mindset going into this was like, I'm going to focus on this or groups because obviously, you know, in my millennial mind is, yeah, I can, I can plan my own trip. But if 20 of my friends, like I could plan theirs, but there's no way and you know what that like I would want to do that because <laughs> different budgets and like personnel, you know, like that's a disaster. So I'm thinking that why, like when I start this business, that's what I'm going to focus on because even those people who booked their trips, when it comes to groups and weddings, they're not going to want to deal with that. You know, even if they're those regular, like, we never used a travel agent, but we're using them now because our family and friends are crazy. Yeah. So that was my whole plug. I grew pretty fast, and I wasn't necessarily, I didn't have the, like, it's one of those things, on-the-go training. So mm-hmm. I would ask every little question, because I didn't I didn't have any travel industry experience. I came from, I say corporate, universe, like, I was a fundraiser. I knew sales. So, like... I'm identifying I'm qualifying I'm cultivating I'm asking for the sale and then I'm stewarding which is what I apply into my current business model but I was more of like oh my gosh like how do I book this or how do I go in Mm -hmm. this system you know I was doing that type of stuff like in my business versus like actually doing the things like to me I'm all about working your strengths and not your weaknesses I know some people don't like that but there's no need for me to focus on my weaknesses like (laughs) I, I can hire somebody to do that you know what I mean like why would I sit here and drive myself crazy, plug and play in on like how mm-hmm. to do a booking? That's not important. Mm-hmm. So I quickly transformed into this kind of like hip, chic. This is Travel Bash. Like we do these curated experiences and that's where TRVLB formed. So Travel Bash Corp is my company and now I have two divisions. So Travel Bash is like my weddings division and TRVLB is my travel planning division. So right off the bat, when I'm looking at my organizational chart and how it looks, it's like, I have two immediate teams. I've added another team now, but at first it was like, okay, weddings, travel planning. I need travel designers. I want people to do the wedding portion um, for my destination wedding clients, but then also the travel portion. And the reason why I did that was because this is what I found. As much as I always told the brides like, hey, I'm gonna introduce you to the on-site coordinator and I'm just handling the travel, they would still ask me every question under the sun. Or they would come to me and like, such and such hasn't responded to my emails in two weeks. So like, I found myself still doing some of that planning or working with them Or they're like, do you know a hairdresser? Do you know a photographer? Like, can you help me? What did you put in your wedding? Welcome back, especially cause I was bride. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> travel Bash division is a destination wedding concierge. So now I have a team of travel designers, which will do all reservation for guests you know if you're thinking travel booking accommodation transfer that's the travel team if you're talking about ceremony like can I do a bonfire do they have graham crackers like every little thing like that then my wedding special handle so that's kind of like mm-hmm. team travel bash then TRVLB is very unique because I don't plan any one-off trips and none of my travelers or no one on my team does one-off trips so in order for you to book a trip with Courtney Nichols or anyone on her team or TRVLB, you have to be a member. So it's a very different model. It's a membership-based model. Um, I, I don't like fan travel club because a travel club to me is like um, inspiration where you pay like $35,000 and that includes your vacation and the home. No, this is specifically like travel design boutique, unlimited curated, itinerary planning, X, Y, and Z. I go through the list and this is what I offer, kind of like a retainer. If you had some of your best clients and you know they come back to you three or four times a year, even a traditional travel engine, it's a great model to at least, even if you offer as a retainer model, like Mm -hmm. some people call it annual travel portfolio where we're looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, this year, next year, who you're going with and all that. That's what we offer. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, that's, kind of how my model set up. And then I have like, I call it my internal marketing operations team. So there's three teams of Travel Bash Corp. And internal marketing is more of like um, digital marketing, whether it's SEO, Facebook ads, Google, you know, how to hook up techie stuff from email marketing to websites, to opt-ins, that Mm -hmm. person, someone that I used to write all my blogs. I don't write any blogs anymore. So like I have a Mm -hmm. content person. So that's that kind of blog. It's kind of like operations when i can't be in meetings with like travel designers and wedding plant like who is that person that can be overhand so that's how like my three buckets that's how my company is set up
2: i love it okay so i have a bazillion questions okay yeah 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 and this is like a short podcast so i already warned you beforehand we might have to do a series of podcasts just examining Uh your brain gosh where do i start um Well, I think this organizational chart is really interesting. And I think that that goes to show just one aspect of how you are actually thinking of like a travel biz CEO. And I'd like for you to just tell people sort of how you got to this point where you're trying to create three buckets, why you're doing it. And I think you hinted at it, like, you know, it sounds like you don't want to get bogged down in the details. You want to do the things that are playing to your strengths. You know, it sounds like you want to run the strategy of the company, you want to, you know, kind of identify where you want to go, but you don't want to have to do some of the mechanics to like get it, you know, maybe the tedious tasks or the mechanics to get it going. Is that correct? Or
0: tell me how you got to that. I'm really trying to be the CEO. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when clients come to me, they're not going to identify with Courtney Nichols. This is almost like Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Mm -hmm. Like when a package doesn't come on time, do you contact Jeff Bezos? No. (laughs) You contact their customer support team. That's how I'm trying to have my stuff set up. So Courtney is the CEO founder, but like you should never get to her. If you get to me, there's a problem and somebody's (laughs) probably going to get fired. You know, like, so what I did is look at the vision of my company and where I see it moving forward and Mm -hmm. then create kind of like an internal structure that supports that. So Mm -hmm. if I know I want to get out the day-to-day curating, and planning, then that means there has to be someone that can replace me. Mm-hmm. Which means before you even have that organizational chart, I highly suggest people create SOPs, which are standard operating procedures. But basically, if you should have something that shows someone else how to do what you do from every step of everything you do. I mean, I even have my one specialist. It's as simple as, hey, Hillary, I need you to create an SOP on how you create client folders in Google Drive that seems so like my like, wow, like literally all mm-hmm. you have to do is go to Google Drive, but no, that's not, that's a part of, that's the part of the structure because mm-hmm. I'm not just building, you know, a regular translation or like me doing the work. Like I'm building a company and mm-hmm. as you grow and add more people, how are you going to teach them if you don't have any steps in place? Does that make sense? So like, mm-hmm. you have to have the framework. So I, in my head, am blowing up. I'm going to have so many requests that I have to refer, but this is the thing you have to be there before your feet gets there. So like in okay. other words, uh, because I use basketball analogies, obviously, because my, yeah. my husband's already a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's actually an assistant, but he's a head coach because he a head coach mindset and he's already doing the things. He just doesn't have the job yet. You know, okay. the job's out there, but it hasn't been claimed. So the same thing in your mind is mm-hmm. you have to be there before your feet get there. So if, you are if you're having all these people that come in and then say you had a hundred leads in one day could you support it <laughs> say, you know a hundred say yeah. you have a hundred leads a day for the next seven days who who can who can um service that and for everybody that might not be what you want you might just be where I want to book this many trips and I've hit this goal success looks different for everyone but in my head and my mind and where I see out I'm going mm-hmm. um This is what it looks like. So that means I have to start creating systems and processes and procedures inside my business. So as I bring people on, um, it details their role, their responsibilities. And like, that's where the organization, who reports to who, like, Mm -hmm. I should never talk to a travel coordinator. You know what I mean? Like they should be, they should be talking to their travel. Like I have, I call them the travel client experience is something manager like there should be a tier like I'm this level which you can't see obviously we're on the podcast but at <laughs> the top yeah, yeah. yeah at the top and then with my three teams those are three managers under mm-hmm. those teams they're the people I call them the worker bees mm-hmm. so marketing operations managers gonna hire that digital specialist or that social media coordinator or whatever that not mm-hmm. me you know what I mean yeah so that's where the organizational chart came came from because I know that I'm not planning people's travel too much longer
2: yeah wow still have a lot of follow-up questions so it's interesting to me too because it sounds to me like you're also envisioning an organization and you know you're doing this by documenting your SOPs and probably creating lots of great processes in in the process by doing two things one you're probably sort of trying to find two different types of people, I would imagine. One is somebody who's very much like you in in ways where they can be autonomous, make decisions, hold up to your quality of standards, you know, maintain whatever quality of standards it is that you want for your agency, but also you're looking for people who complement your strengths, who, who maybe will pick up in the areas that you're not interested in, whether it's, you know, itinerary design or doing the detail the daily details that maybe you're not interested in so it's almost like you're not just because when we talk about outsourcing or or bringing on employees a lot of times we talk about one or the other but it sounds to me like you're kind of doing both in in how you're building up your organization is that does that sound right
0: i don't hire just regular admins or i don't go on facebook groups and like hey do you know anyone who's a good va I don't like doing that because that's what happens is she might've been good or he might've been good for you, but that doesn't mean they're going to be good for me and their skills of what you had to do versus what I need them to do may mm-hmm. vary. Like they need to go through a process. So no one comes on my team before they've done a strength binders test, a disc mm-hmm. analysis. Like I actually have a process of hiring because I found that's more successful. When you just hire like Becky and Jane off the street, cause someone referred you then There's no buying. And I'm not saying you have to have employees. These are just independent contractors. But like, there are people that I know that like see your vision and want to work with you. And like, they have the skills necessary versus just hiring Jane Doe. Like what I see with people, especially with social media, I hired this girl, but it wasn't my vision. Then three months later, oh, I hired this new girl. So you've had four people that worked on your social media in one year. And then you're wondering why it's not good. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that because mine isn't all that, but that's not what... That's not one of the um, funnels I use to get my leads or my business, so I don't really focus on it. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But like, that was just an example of like why I don't do that and why it's not good for you to do that. You really need to set up like a hiring process because this is what happens. Another thing that happens, I know we've all done it. You've hired somebody. Oh, I think they're good. You've talked to them, and then they get they start doing the work, and then you're mad. Cause you're like, what, this is terrible. Or this is, but this is thing. Did you give them an SLP? Did you show them how to do it? Did you give them a job, a full job description like you would do in corporate? So I take the things that I learned in corporate that are good and apply <laughs> them to my business and then leave all the other stuff there. Stuff <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, yeah, but structure is good. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things like there, structure, there is a purpose for structure, but it's the way you create it within your business because I'm creating a business around my life instead of my life around my business. Mhm.
2: I like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and does that, is that why, I guess I'm still kind of coming back to the same question, but in a different way, like, is that why you want to be more of it? Cause here's the thing, like you talk to a lot of travel advisors or agents whatever they like to identify themselves as, and they, they see themselves as travel agents. They don't see themselves as business owners. And that's, there's a couple things going on there. So either they want to be, you know, more of a business owner and they're just not there yet. And they're, you know, seeking help to get there, or they do just want to maintain that solopreneur status. And, you know, like you said, they have a different definition of success. They want to have constant, you know, Contact with their clients. You know they Mm -hmm. they will only want to book a certain amount per year. Blah blah blah. For you, you've decided you want to go a different. You want to scale. You want to take an executive role. Why? Why is that appealing to you? What? Why are you moving? Is that that because of your life balance that you want, or what?
0: Why? Well, I feel like it would be a lot easier just to go be an IC for someone. I mean, there's yeah. not much that you have to do. So I wouldn't say it's because of my life, you know, because then all I would have to do is book trips and let somebody do my commission. I wouldn't have to worry about getting IATA, you know, like I don't have to just pay the little fee, give me my money. <laughs> by, by, you know what I mean? Like that's the easier route. True. But I think with building a business, so what I envision for my life, I'm trying to have multiple streams of in- income or revenue. So like I have a- another business that's like my sister brand Compass Collective, which is a consulting business for travel brands to um, mm-hmm. help with their marketing, like tourism marketing. I have so many ideas. So like for mm-hmm. me, I have an entrepreneur's mind. Like i see myself as a visionary. So there, for me, there's no need for me to like, oh, I'm done with this business. Move on. I can just hire somebody to do it. Like Courtney, why do you feel like you have to do all the things? And this is, my thing that I tell other agents: I don't hire people necessarily like me. I hire people better than me because I should. I don't. This I don't think that I'm the best itinerary put together. Or crafter. <laughs> I, mean, I know there's agents out there that are just killing it, but, but I'm not about working harder. I'm about working smarter. So mm-hmm. while you're like putting your killer itinerary together, that's what you enjoy doing. That's not my favorite part. And I can hire somebody twenty dollars an hour, seventeen dollars an hour to put one just as good. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're talking about business. We know Heinz ketchup. That doesn't mean it's the best ketchup. That just means brand recognition. So Mm -hmm. I'm really about building a business and building a brand and not just selling travel to people and booking their trips. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like there's a difference. There are some travel agents that are okay with just booking trips. Mm -hmm. Like it's like an employee. You're okay going to your nine to five and clocking out. Mm -hmm. But then there's some people like this nine to five is a mess i'm gonna go over here and see what i can do oh i actually like it and i make more money and now i'm gonna do this does that make Mm -hmm. sense like so i think it just depends on what path you want to take there's nothing wrong with the i I was an ic for two years with two different host agencies and i like that but then i started thinking about it why would i give them this money when i can do the same thing you know you start look if you're if you get in that business mindset and you start looking at your expenses or your business mm-hmm. baseline or do like what you guys do for kinship travel like your planning your annual planning mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense get your own girl run your own stuff <laughs> then build you a team because mm-hmm. they're making money off of you but this is the thing there's some people that are meant to work for other people and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that but i'm not one of them
2: yeah no, i'm not either um but I, I think you're right there's a lot of people that like the simplicity of being yeah. an IC. Or being an employee, even. And I guess my question for you too would be, in terms of, you know, for, you know, I, I see you going where you're going. You're going to build an an empire of businesses, and that is super fantastic for you. But for the people who maybe just want to have sort of, maybe not a solopreneur, maybe you know a few ICs. I don't know, a smaller scale agency but they are still want to run it as a business. Do you have any?
0: The same thing is required.
2: Yeah. Tell, it's tell what you would say level. to that person.
0: <laughs> yeah. The same thing that I'm doing right now, whether you want to just have one, IC, you still need the same thing because you're building and it goes back to your foundation. So I'm not saying you have to get big in. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to be the next Oprah of travel, but what I look at it as is, I run a business, it just happens to be in the travel industry instead of saying I'm a travel agent or I sell travel. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm building a business or businesses and it just happens to be in the travel industry space. So -hmm. that's the way I look at it. So even if you are a travel agent that loves working with your clients, because I always hear clients say, I just love helping people and like create dreams. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But as soon as you start adding people, now there's more, you can't just create, memories and dreams for people. Because I mean, as soon as you get that first admin, you're now an employer, even if it's a contract work, you know, you're yeah. still responsible. There's things that you need them to do for you that you're no longer doing, which requires them to have information that you provide them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you
0: are now a manager. So mm-hmm. when you become a manager, there's certain roles or there's certain responsibilities, responsibilities that get added to your workload. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like being a manager, now you have to hire someone to manage the people you don't want to manage. So it's like a never ending cycle. So I'm not saying they have to go all out, but I still think the mindset and the structure and the standard operating procedures and all that need to be in place.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's even more reasons why you need to have structure and standard operating procedures, even if, you know, God forbid something happens to you and you have to serve as clients. I mean, I, I, we say this all the time, people in the industry say this all the time, so we don't really have to like remind people of this, but there's so many reasons to have a standard operating procedure, manual, whatever you want to call it, set up in your business by establishing that it organizes you it allows you to hand over your business if something happens it allows you to hand over parts of your business when you do hire virtual support if you bring on ic's it helps you to train them there's so many reasons to do it um yeah. so i'm just gonna hit, sit here and beat a dead horse a little bit and say you need listen to courtney and me yeah. I
0: mean <laughs> Even you need if you want to, to get it. rid of somebody. My thing is when you start hiring a team and putting together an effective team, how do you know that they're effective? How, what what makes them successful at their role? If you don't have a standard operating procedure or now the other word that I love that you mentioned like in kinship is KPIs and mm. not just KPIs where it's like commission or sales or books, but you need KPIs for your team. Like, How do they know that they're successful in their role? Mm-hmm. Before you get rid of that virtual assistant that gets on your nerves, that misspells every word in every client communication, the KPI needs to be, you know what I mean? Like accuracy, communication, it has to be simple. But then I go a step further for my team is I put in behavioral KPIs, which means you have to have value. So you can save for an admin, accuracy is one. So when they send an email and they attach the wrong document or a, a, a link is broken do you think they've excelled that week on the scale of one to five? Probably not. But then also mine is like, one of my values is communication. I work hard, play hard. So I'm going to look like, how, how can you tell if they've done a great job communicating or integrity, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could have sold this company. They could have sold this client X, Y, and Z, but they didn't. And even though we're not going to make as much money to me, that's integrity. You know what I mean? Like, so. Mm-hmm. I I take, I don't overwhelm people now. I'm not crazy. Um, (laughs) but I do like three to five KPIs and maybe depending on the role, three that are more performance and then like behavioral, like what's gonna be most important for that role? Like if you're interacting with client, like client satisfaction Mm is gonna be a measurement on how well you do your like I feel like that all goes with SOPs, like and that's why I believe in job descriptions and all that, because how how is someone gonna come into your business? And know what, why do you expect them to know what to do?
2: True. And for those who are listening, who don't know what KPIs are, it stands for key performance indicators. So it's a way to like measure how people are doing, benchmark what they're doing. And I haven't even thought about that in terms of establishing that for independent contractor like virtual yeah. support that's a really great idea and for each role you'd have different ones just like you said you know somebody mm-hmm. who's more customer service facing would probably have a lot more behavioral focused than somebody who's sitting there doing your excel spreadsheets for financial tracking right. so very very good points yeah. well we're gonna have to wrap up soon but i have a feeling i'm i'm gonna try to beg you to come back for another interview. I feel like Um,
0: I answered a lot of questions and I was just running my mouth sorry. No 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 that's
2: okay I think it's really helpful to hear how you think of stuff because and we talked about this offline there's so much education in the industry about I call it the mechanics of being a travel agent you know Mm -hmm. go to this Royal Caribbean site and this is how you book a cruise or even we've gotten a lot more education on, you know, how to do social media, how to do blogging. We're we're getting a lot more better in some of those entrepreneurial foundations, but we're still lacking in how to be a chief executive, how to be a business owner. Um, We're getting better at business operations. We're still missing that strategic mindset. Um, And, you know, I think that you Do that, and I what I think is cool about you is I believe you've said that you've looked for help with some of these areas outside the industry.
0: Yeah, I've never been so I'm a part of your um KTA membership, you're the first purchase from me inside the industry. I've never been to, so for instance, I've never paid for like courses or like done anything within the industry or hired a coach that's like. A former trauma agent or in the industry like KTA was the first one and because you started off with
2: it, my mind is blown right now
0: <laughs> yeah I've never been to any like wow and for instance as far as fans like I went to classics e3 conference is it called e3 classics it, no. to E3 or something <laughs>
2: oh yeah I know what you're talking about yeah
0: yeah like experience learn I was there mm-hmm. one but I'm the I'm that girl that when I talked to other agents they're like oh, have you been to this conference or have you been to the luxury something this or showcase? Do you know the supplier? I don't do any mm-hmm. industry, anything. It's one of those things that I said, I'm going to do better. Cause I'm like, there could be one or two that are helpful. But what I found is when, even when you go to like the supplier big thing, like I said, these are whack or like the same <laughs> people. I'm like, this isn't helpful or it's stuff like I'm, I'm big on autonomy. So if I can, I know this is might could be millennial to me, but if I can Google it, I don't need to know. It's like those people on FAMs that say, how many rooms are in this hotel? So you're telling me you're on a FAM and you're with the sales director and that's, <laughs> that's what, you what you're asking? Asking them? I have the same problem. Yeah, they're going to give you a fact sheet or a jump <laughs> drive or whatever, or you can look it up on the website. So you know? clearly, that's how I feel about travel industry. And people are probably going to be mad and going off on me, but like, but there's some good stuff, but I just... Tell me if someone wants to contact me and let me know which good ones that I missed. I'm more than happy to attend. I was in, I just did future leaders, uh, travel. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of those things are more like with suppliers or breakout Mm -hmm. rooms, but they have nothing to do with your business. So I've avoided the whole question. I'm sorry. I'm going to circle back, (laughs) but all my industry, like all business, I go to business coaches or someone like if I'm looking for a marketing expertise, I want someone in marketing. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. marketing any travel. I run a business. So as long as you know how to market a business, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't say, have you worked? So there's specific people that are like, I need um, a copywriter that works with travel agents. No, you don't. You just need a copywriter. You run a business. As mm-hmm. long as you know your messaging or you have your branding together, it doesn't matter. And I don't, actually don't like using people that are specifically in the travel agent because then every travel agent is going to use them because, and we all sound the same because it's this person is the go-to for travel agents.
2: Yeah, we're noticing that too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So with all that said is, I use my network. I've had a business coach since I started, like I changed. So when I first started, Mm -hmm. I I signed up for three months with a business coach. Then I found out like, she's a millennial, she's in Miami. She came from the financial background. I was with her for a year and you know what? She focused on sales because Mm -hmm. as much as travel advisors hate it, that's what you do. Oh yeah. Your sales. So you need to get sales training because that's, you know, a lot of times when people are getting on the call and they like, she ghosted me or she did this, like, are you sharing? They're going to tell you something about them. Are you using their language back at them? You know, like when they say, well, I have to talk to my husband, well, let's schedule a call with your husband. How about next Tuesday at three? You know, they don't know the cues and all of that. so That is part of the business stuff that they're missing. So I, I had a sales coach. I had a business coach because I had just started a business. So where I was Mm -hmm. at that time, I needed this person. Then a sales coach. I do more specific training. And then even um, I do the opposite. So like, for instance, Mm -hmm. sometimes travel advisors have this thing with travel bloggers. Oh, they get on our nerves. You know, Mm -hmm. they swing. And then our clients come to us and be like, she was on a swing. I want to go there, whatever. But what I've done is, (laughs) which they do sometimes get on my nerves too. (laughs) However, I've gone to women travel bloggers conferences Uh and looked at kind of their workshop how they had it set up and the things they learned and applied it to my business because a lot of that is all it is is marketing yeah so i even do things like that so i don't try to join like all the travel agent industry it's business it's sales it's marketing you know operation i'm looking at someone in the back end i've even i've even hired a um a team and agency coach which specifically focuses on you building a team and whatever that looks like for you. You know, that doesn't mean you have that full-time. Like Rachel Rogers is a coach that I went through. A, it's called Glow Up Program maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the travel industry. Mm-hmm. But basically, I mean, if you run a business, those models and the workshop and everything and the coaching calls are going to help you do that. Then I had a mindset coach. You know, there's several components Oh yeah, at our and I feel like as your business grows, as your mindset grows, like there was a point in time I would never pay a thousand dollars for a coach or like like a thousand dollars, like <laughs> yeah. and if I'm like five thousand dollars, like I can drop, I can drop like eight thousand, not think about now
2: that it se- now thousand dollars seems like nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting too because you, I like how you go to very specific people for very specific things too. I think that's really interesting instead of just going to like one overarching organization and trying to get it all, which means that you're going to a real, a true expert in that
0: particular area. But isn't that what we tell our clients? You know
2: absolutely. what I mean? Like, why would you
0: go to a jack <laughs> of all and they say the riches are in the niches? So why wouldn't I apply that same principle to myself? If I'm absolutely. if I'm having a destination wedding, why wouldn't I go a travel agent that specializes in destination weddings? You know, like... If I wanna learn about sales, why am I going to a business coach? A business coach is gonna incorporate sales, but I need the actual hands-on sales training. So I'm mm-hmm. going to someone that that's all they do, eat, sleep, and breathe sales. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, being a travel advisor. That's why they ask us like, what are your specialties? What do you because when especially in these consortium websites, like when someone types in that and then your name or the agents that populate, they want someone that's been to the destination or works. You know, within that, they multiple times that doesn't mean the person that hasn't isn't good, but you want an expert. Yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> so you're telling us that we should practice what we preach. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I I uh, I agree with you there, and I haven't catch myself, you know, yeah. doing that. You know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, but it's true. We we forget we forget what we what we preach and sometimes we don't practice it. So, um, it's a very good reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So I just want to ask you one more question to just wrap this up. I would like for you to just share, I, I think everybody listening will have got plenty of tips from you, but do you have any final tips for anybody that's striving to be a travel business CEO in whatever, you know, scale that is, whether it's just, they want to stop having their business run them. They want to run their business and maybe it's just them by themselves. Or if they're looking like they want to build a business like you, um, any, any parting words of wisdom,
0: um, get your mind right. Which means like hire a mindset coach or get, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people's fears stem from something you know what i mean like it's a mindset mm-hmm. thing whether it's you charging your first fee to you hiring that first person a lot of people don't are scared of hiring because they're like oh what if she's terrible or what if i waste money on her that's a fear mm-hmm. that's a mindset thing you know you not charging fee is it because you don't think you're worthy you know do you not offer value do you not you know like that's a mindset thing i think in order for people to be and again, success is in the eye of the beholder, but to get to where you want to go, you have to have the mindset. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you have the clients, the leads, the nice website, all the things, the bells and whistles that I know that I get attracted to. And a lot of it's like, oh, this is new. Or you see an agent's post, you're like, oh, I wish I would have posted. You know, like, oh, I wanted to do that. But yeah. it doesn't matter if your mindset isn't right. Does that make sense? Because oh yeah, you just want to sell travel, and you never think about like leaving your host or like you're or you're like a solopreneur but you're not expanding it mm-hmm. still takes the mindset yeah oh especially
2: yeah. to get through a year like this last year what
0: yeah. 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 yeah like I told my husband I was gonna quit five times Mm-hmm. and I told him I was done with destination weddings one division was getting canceled
2: yeah yeah I could see that that this last year had to have been all not free fun for Destination Uncles, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, I'm done.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great way to wrap up the episode. I think that you're absolutely right. If you don't have, if you're not working on your mindset, it's almost like having a really awesome, fast sports car with all the bells and whistles. But if you don't put gas in that, it's not going to go
0: anywhere. I tell people all the time, it's like working out every day and then eating five pieces at night and two <laughs> bowls of ice cream. Oh
2: no wonder no wonder that's what my problem
0: <laughs> yeah like me and my husband we just play for the tie meaning we're not trying to lose we're not trying to gain like we're gonna work out but I just ate pizza last night and I'm not counting how many slices I'm yeah. playing for the tie but go. I mean with your mind like you can't really play for the mind because you either think negative thoughts or you think positive there's no in between you either believe you can or you can't and there's mm. things that there's limiting beliefs that we all have that mm-hmm. hold us back mm-hmm but we have to be aware and then make the decision to take the old stories out of our mind and replace them with new stories.
2: Mm. Keep You keep giving me lots of questions to ask you, oh, but okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're at the end of our time. So, okay. well, um, thank you so much, Courtney. It was really cool talking to you today. I'm, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. I think your businesses are cool. I'm mm. going to share your information in the show notes um, okay. so people can look, look at, look up your business and probably get really jealous about what you're doing. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if if you're willing to um, be contacted by any of the listeners, but um, we'll we'll be, uh, we'll be able to get your, at least your websites put up there. Um, But definitely for those watching, keep your eye on her. She's got some really cool stuff in the works and uh, thanks again, Courtney.
0: Thank you. (laughs)
1: hey guys thanks for listening we hope you got something great out of today's episode if you are wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag TravelBizCEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.